0: Twenty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Special pandemic twenty twenty.
0: That's that's right, and we're hoping everyone is staying safe and sane throughout all this stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, today we're gonna start talking about justice.
1: Yeah, it seems appropriate, right? Uh, I think so. With uh, with all the the overlap of political and medical stuff, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. It's funny because Claire was like, "What are you recording?" and I was like, "Oh, it's on justice." And she jokingly said, "Didn't
1: Socrates
0: like settle that?
1: You know, <laughs> thousands of years ago." <laughs> we wish, right? That will be. That will be. A good... I know that's
0: a, that's a joke. That's like what Mill says. He says, uh, "You know, all the sciences are progressing, and in two thousand years, we've made no progress when it comes to ethics."
1: True. Um... Probably with the theories, right? But hopefully with practice, we are, we're behaving a little bit better ethically hopefully. and morally than people you know living two dozen years ago. Otherwise, we're in trouble if we're still in the same spot. Hopefully.
0: And uh, so what, what do you think of when you hear the term justice? What's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: Well, well a couple of things, right? The, the, the obvious thing to think about is the justice system, right? And the judges and the people that kind of administer ju- justice. Um, but then, on a different level, of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is the Republic, honestly, mm. and Plato, and this idea of what is justice? Uh, the, the, trying to understand what this thing is, especially because we use it in so many different ways. I was thinking terms like social justice. Uh, what is that, right? Is this, is this like a kind of a smaller uh, sort of, of set of the general mm. justice? Is there something that's no social justice? Uh, I mm. don't know. That's that's an interesting thing, right?
0: Yeah, is there, a, is there an element of justice that is not social in the sense that it doesn't involve other people? And I guess that's a question about whether justice can relate to oneself. Um, but I, I, too, think of the Republic. And, and when I start, um, I've used it in a bunch of classes. I'll start with uh, that conversation between who is in the beginning, Socrates and and Cephalus, right? Mm -hmm. The old man. yeah. Um, And he's basically explaining what it's like to be old. And they ask whether or not old age is like good or bad to experience. And he winds up saying that if you live your life in a way that is unjust and where you're having all these regrets, um, then old age is bad, right? Because you're just riddled with anxiety, um, which is definitely not a good thing. But if you live your life in a way that was honest and concerned with justice, then old age is, is great. And so I always try and frame the question to classes like, what do you want to think back on your life with? Like with what feelings do you want to think back on your life um, when you're an old person?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, right? And uh, it's interesting because we rarely think about justice when it comes to, The way we look back, you know, people say, "Oh, when I look back, I don't want to have any regrets." Right? That's one of the things that you hear, and usually this means that if I wanted to do something, I did it instead of you know holding back for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah.
1: Instead, this Socrates' perspective in the Republic is very different, right? It's this idea that you know, if I was just, if I was able to uh, to do justice, so to speak, with my life. Then I'll be, I'll be fine. Old age is not just fine, but great, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I remember in that dialogue, there was this thing that, uh, since then, I have adopted, uh, you know, as as one of my mottos, It's like this idea that, you know, when life, when all is left uh, of life is just keeping alive, that's not living a good life, right? That's not really. Yeah, because
0: he he even says that I think uh, in the Crito uh, when he's when he's contemplating escape, he says something like, life for the sake of life is not good, Mm -hmm. right? It's about the good life, and it's the good life uh, that you're going to be thinking about when you're on your deathbed, and not living the good life is what's going to make that very painful for you. So they're having this back and forth when suddenly they say, okay, but of this thing that you're calling justice, what are we to say of that? And that really gets into the what is justice discussion, right? Exactly.
1: And then we get the Trasimachus stuff going on, right? Right.
0: Well, the the first one he says, uh, he dismisses pretty quickly. He says, telling the truth and repaying one's debts.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, like sort of the social obligations, right? You're obligated, that's just to tell the truth. And it's just to repay your own debt, the debt, the money you owe somebody. And it's funny because Socrates is, um, how can we say, infamous for being cheap and not wanting to pay for stuff, right? <laughs> and the first thing that he proposed into to that. And I, do you remember how he we, how we actually dismisses that? What was that? Yeah,
0: yeah. So the way I set it up is like, okay, when we're talking about justice, in order for your definition to work, it has to apply to all instances. So if you can think of a definition that doesn't apply in all instances, not good. And so Socrates comes up with this instance of when it wouldn't be good to tell the truth and pay your debt. And his example is like, if a friend lends you a weapon and then basically goes crazy in the time, you know, from when you've lent it to them, and then they come back to you and say, oh, hey, could I have my weapon back?
1: You shouldn't give it right. to them.
0: You should Right. <laughs> if justice was just telling truth and paying debt, then you would say, yeah, I have it. Here it is. But Maybe you shouldn't do that. So maybe justice isn't just truth and debt paying.
1: And and on a different level, right? I think we can see even, uh, you know, in a less creative way, uh, situations where it is not just to tell the truth, right? There are situations when holding back on some information may be the just thing to do. Um, I always make the example of somebody on, on his deathbed, uh, and, you know, if they ask you, am I going to die? And you're not a doctor, right? If you're the doctor, that's a different story. But if you're somebody, somebody, you know, a family member, what are you going to be like? Hey, I'm sorry, you screwed. You try not to do that, right? There might be more mercy and more justice in not lying, but at least withholding the information.
0: Yeah, and I think we mentioned that when we were uh, kind of going over the criticisms of Kant that could be made yeah. in the the ethics episode. So, okay, justice isn't telling truth and paying debt. Uh, Another idea they come across before the Thrasymachus one is each person getting what's owed to her, Mm -hmm. but they mean helping your friends provided they're good, they have to say that, because you can't be mistaken, and harming your enemies provided they're bad.
1: Mm. And they get rid of that as well, right?
0: Yeah, because he says when you... There's a funny (laughs) bit of dialogue with him, and who is it at this point?
1: Is it Glaucon already?
0: I don't think it's Glaucon yet. I think it's uh, Polemarchus. That's who it is. Um, And Socrates winds up saying, when someone is harmed, they become worse with respect to human virtue. Yeah. (laughs) And then so he says, uh, can musicians use music to make people more unmusical? And he says, no. He says, can horsemen use horsemanship to make people more un like <laughs> He says, no, of course not. He's like, right. So you can't, use, you can't use justice to create injustice. So if the thing you're proposing actually results in some like, worse scenario with respect to justice, it's wrong. And that's harm. Because harming people makes people worse yeah. with respect to justice.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's also interesting, right? This idea of justice needs to be used only to produce more justice, so to speak,
0: or, which is so interesting because these guys believed in war and like fought.
1: I, I, he did right. Socrates specifically went to war, like a decorated vet, pretty much, right? Very strange. And uh, but so, what do we think about that? Though, is it true that you use, you're supposed to use justice also, also only to promote justice to 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 to, to get even more justice?
0: It seems like. It would work the one way, but not the other. Like, you would use justice... You would never use justice produce injustice, but there might be circumstantial, in the moment, injustices you use to create a larger justice. Like, that one seems more understandable.
1: Um, agreed. Um, even though, would that just... If, we re, if we're using... Un, because that's what we're talking about at the end of the day. If we're using unjust means are we producing truly just ends, right?
0: Right, and if the ends are just, were your means unjust, you know, is that even possible?
1: Exactly, so that, that seems to be an issue too. And and I wonder also if, you know, every time, I think that I think that at the end of the day, the, the reasoning that Socrates is, is giving us is kind of, as usual, unescapable, so to speak, even mm. though it is so old, right?
0: Because that's a logical problem It makes sense. Like, I always say you can't use green paint to make the color pink, right? So you can't use justice to make injustice because then it negates itself and it doesn't work.
1: Exactly. It becomes like a contradiction.
0: Yeah, so we can't use that, although that one sounds better, right? Yeah. Like helping good people and harming bad people. And probably at the end of the day, I think this is the definition – from the republic that most people would get on board with, I think, or start with, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even though I think that the next one, the, the tricameral one, is the one that most people will agree with, especially. Oh, really? Especially in today's uh, society, right? Uh, think of all our students, all the relativist students, right? Hmm. Think of all the people of, uh, you know, uh, that have this idea that you know it is the community, it is. Uh, the small group that decides what's right and wrong, what's just and unjust, but also from another perspective, think of all the people that are upset at the way, and we go back to what we were saying before, the way justice is administered, right? Think of Mm -hmm. all the people that are upset at the way our government works and the way the the, the, the justice system works and inequality and all those things. At the end of the day, most of the people will say well you know what the problem is that the the game is rigged right and that this thing that we call justice and just behavior and all those things they're just rigged uh, for the advantage of the powerful right
0: mm. which by the way it is what Thrasymachus said if you guys didn't know he says uh, I say justice is none other than uh, what is advantageous for the stronger and it seems like what he means by stronger is specifically the ruling class.
1: The, the powerful, yeah, the one that have the means of establishing laws.
0: Yeah, and he gets himself caught up in trouble, though, because he initially says following laws is what preserves the ruling class. Yes. But then Socrates is like, oh, can't the ruling class be incorrect about what benefits them? So you have this weird situation where you're following laws, but like it actually harms them. It's like
1: yeah. oh, okay. and because he gets so annoyed at that.
0: <laughs> he does. He he just insults him, right? There's yeah. just like weird, antiquated insults going. Yes. Like, do you have a wet nurse,
1: Socrates? <laughs> it's like here he goes, Socrates. You're not going to praise me now. You, uh-huh. you, you say you were going to, but um, but seriously though, I think that um, a lot of people would uh, would agree with that. We would say, well, that's true. The game is rigged. And if that's the case though. um what well, does justice even, justice even mean, right? If thrasymachus is right, um, and better, let's assume for a moment that he is right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, do we have any way to disprove him? Do we have any way to say, you know what, the rules actually in justice, is, it's like, you know, it's the great equalizer. We all are mm. the same in the eyes of justice with the capital
0: So Socrates gives, a, I think, a pretty good rebuttal eventually. He says, think of any other craft. Like, think of being a, a doctor. Like, what does being a good doctor mean? And he says, well, you help your patients. He says, okay, now think of being a good ship's captain. Like, what does that mean? Well, that means helping your crew. And he says, okay, so... It seems like you're saying um, to be a good leader in any type of craft doesn't mean to just benefit yourself, the leader, because if a doctor didn't benefit the patients and just benefited herself as a doctor, we wouldn't call that person a good doctor. So that probably extends to justice. If justice is the same as any other craft, then what makes something good, what makes something just, is the ruler helping his or her subjects and not just merely helping him or herself,
1: right? Agreed. Um, I wonder, though, if the counter to that today, at least, and again, we're, we're doing this weird parallel between now and, and some of these mm-hmm. times. Which is fun. But, uh, it is fun. Um, I wonder if today the rebuttal will be like, yeah, but you know what? The ruler is a good ruler. For example, Machiavelli would agree with that. Mm, if true. you know, If I am just able to make you believe that i 'm doing the just thing for you, but instead i 'm reaping the benefits of it right mm. and without being without you know going with any conspiracy theory, uh, we can definitely think of uh, of situations where people quote unquote vote against their interests right
0: that's true because well, they well they think they 're voting for them, right, but then they wind up voting against them
1: exactly and I wonder if uh, that aspect is kind of a proof that Tresemacos might be right, but mm. again, in a in a system like ours, right, the and I, I think we need to get a little bit more specific than justice in general, right, or the ruling in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the rules that are in place to keep our society stable, to make it as just as possible, let's put it this way, right, to make it fair. Who is Who established them? Hmm. And who do they benefit at the end of the day? They definitely do not benefit the people that are dispossessed. They have nothing to lose, right? The, the people that are, like, stuck. And they could get better if they do not have to, you know, to be under those rules. They don't benefit those people. Do they benefit the people in the middle? Kind of, right? But for sure, it benefits the people that are on top. Because mm-hmm. you are... Making sure that the, the the established laws, and the established rules, try to keep what's established, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, laws by definition are not progressive. I would say, right?
0: Right, they're they're intended to, by definition, almost preserve
1: the status quo. The
0: lawmaking, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the point. It's like the system has to maintain itself.
1: Yeah, there's this this thinker, uh, this German thinker, uh, critical theorist, uh, Walter Benjamin that says that, you know, preserving the law is the main goal of the law.
0: <laughs> right, by definition. Yes. And this is because even like Aristotle will say justice is uh, lawful, right? Mm-hmm. He he talks about lawfulness, but of course he means laws that promote virtue.
1: Yes, of course.
0: Um, But it's weird because then you get to people like MLK. Mm-hmm right? And MLK talks about how law in itself shouldn't be considered good or justice. And he basically says like, okay, law and justice, or I don't know the language he uses, but like true good and law are two different axes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they line up and sometimes they don't. And when they do line up, great. You have a law that happens to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not good because it's law, because there are plenty of situations where there are laws that are not good. And when you have a law that doesn't, I think he says, square with the moral law, like the law of God, um, then you have the right to disobey. And in fact, it's not just you have the right to disobey. You should should, disobey. uh, And it's not good if you don't disobey.
1: And I was about to say, so he is the one, of course, that is is one of those people that is not on the right side of the law, right, when he's living. Mm. Is, a, right. is one of those dispossessed, oppressed people uh, that actually that the law and the, the the system is keeping from getting to this just state, so to speak, right? Uh, by definition, and and here comes the idea that you can disobey this, this idea of civil disobedience, right? This idea that you are not just again, but you have the the right, but also the duty to disobey to to this to this. Unjust laws right
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh the problem is though that of course he gets arrested, right that of course he gets beat up-
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that of course uh except for uh, for the people that are following him, everyone else is telling him, Hey, man, just take it easy, right, you cannot do these things just fine maybe i and um it wasn't uncommon to have these people saying, I sympathize.' With your cause,
0: yeah, he hated that.
1: But you are pursuing unjust means, so to speak. You need to do this through the proper channels, which means following the rules, which makes it impossible, right? And that's probably Chrysippus' point. Like, hey, man, those things the powerful have the all of this. <laughs> that's why you cannot do through this. Uh, again, still Walter Benjamin, for example, is the one that says like, you know, there are uh, laws and you know justice. Uh, systematized justice so to to speak leaves you pockets of dissent Mm. some dissent is allowed Uh, for example if you want if tomorrow you want to boycott Amazon you can do that the law is not going to come and um, I don't know they're not going to come and arrest you if you decide to boycott Amazon you can even organize a little rally in front of an Amazon warehouse for example As long as you're not physically arming anybody, as long as you're not causing, you know, major shifts in traffic and and things like that, Mm -hmm. you're allowed to do that. However, if you try to do something else, if you try to advocate for another right that you want within the state, then you get in trouble. Then you get arrested. Right. Think of, you know, a few... Now marijuana is legal almost everywhere, Mm -hmm. but... 20 years ago if you wanted to advocate for smoking marijuana I don't know uh, leisurely and to do so you start demonstrating uh, you know lighting up uh, uh in front of a police station to mm-hmm. assert your your you know your your right to do that because you want this you get to jail
0: yeah and i th- i think there was like a big uh like a 420 protest every year in Washington where everyone would get together and the cops wouldn't bother people. Probably not going to happen right now. No. (laughs) Um, But I think the relationship between justice and law is so interesting because you think back to Socrates again who thought that it was unjust to escape his death sentence. Yes. Even though he acknowledges the people who sentenced him were thinking incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Right? He says... Yes, they were not voting rationally. Like, they just didn't like me. They were, they were the ones that were corrupted from a young age. It's like, you're right, but if I were to leave, I would be breaking all these these promises and obligations that I have. Like, the one thing he says is, if you break a law... Well, he, well, he doesn't say this technically, right? He embodies the laws, and then the laws say it. They say, if you break a law aren't you doing your best to destroy us, the city? Yes. So there's this idea that since law, by definition, is in order to preserve the legal system or state, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. that by breaking the law, you are, again, by definition, trying to dismantle the state or something like that. And I don't know, do you think that's true?
1: Well, again, the the guy that I am that I'm keep on citing, Benjamin will say yes. He would say yes, of course, and this should be the aim of anybody mm-hmm. who really wants to subvert uh, the state where we are. And he advocates, he says that that's, violence is okay, for example, in those kind of situations. You can use violence of any sort if you're just toppling an unjust system, right? Mm. Um, but I, while we were talking, so it seems to be evident that there is a way to separate justice from law, right? Even though we usually put them together, mm-hmm. it's really hard sometimes to think of it as separated, but it is possible, at least from Socrates on, yes. to think of it as two different entities, right? And I think that we are it's easier for us, to under- at least on a certain level, to understand what justice is when it is embedded into a system or in a specific law well, I think it's harder, probably, to find as the, the category, justice separated. The pure justice, Always. right? Is there something like justice that's not embedded, does not embody it into something? And if there is, what is that?
0: What is that? And I'm if I'm wondering, people might be listening and being like, yeah, but aren't justice and law kind of intrinsically connected? One issue we may take with that is to say, if that's true, then there's no such thing as justice happening in a non legal situation, which I don't think anyone would say. Like, think about um, things that happen with your friends, where yes. like someone does something and then you act in a certain way that you feel is appropriate. Mm-hmm. You would say some interpersonal interactions, non legal interpersonal interactions, are just and others are unjust and yep. so in mid in admitting that you're saying that justice doesn't have to always already be involved with state laws
1: absolutely i i agree 100 percent. and also to piggyback on what you're saying that also will make it extremely difficult to say that there are unjust laws right mm, because if they're always true. together if laws are our embodiment of justice so to speak if the law is the body and justice is the spirit so to speak mm. right <laughs> then uh, then you're in trouble because what happens then you have somebody some possessed laws so to speak where the spirit is an <laughs> so evil one
0: yeah and I always think of uh, this yeah. thing I saw online once where they talked about how they thought it was weird that resisting arrest was a crime because mm-hmm. like imagine you didn't actually do something wrong and then, so, at that point, escaping from getting harassed for doing nothing is is unjust like that's a weird thing right it's 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 odd that that could be a crime in itself. some people will say
1: oh absolutely and it's that's really interesting, right because instead justice well the the legal system will tell you not justice, but the legal system will tell you that first you get arrested and then you solve it
0: right that's what <laughs> and that's what m l k was frustrated about because he's like, no no. The point is, what if the system doesn't work the way it's supposed to work? Exactly. Then you have to go outside of the system, right? Because there's no other way, literally, mm-hmm. to enact change, I think, is the idea.
1: And that's also Benjamin's idea. He says, there's no way out of this. He says, we need some sort of divine justice and divine violence, he says, to mm. give rid to the system that equates eventually with revolution. Uh, but that's a completely different, different story there. Um, yeah. But going back to what we were saying before, like, so what's this? And, and There are situations where it's obvious that there are no laws, but there is justice. The one that you mentioned, right? Interpersonal relationships. Or even, uh, I just mentioned, divine justice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, situations where we think, oh, this is, you know, even this this weird concept that I hate, that our students use a lot, this idea of karma, right?
0: Oh, I knew it was coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's also this this sort of idea that there is this justice. Is nothing to do with laws, right? Uh, is there... And I'm thinking, I'm trying to think, do you think is there some sort of natural justice as well, so to speak?
0: Uh, hmm. that's t- so the karma thing, to comment on that, that's one of my least favorite things that Same, gets brought right? up. Because when people Together talk about together with being woke we're being yeah. <laughs> again the wokeness so people will say oh yeah but you know karma period like that's the end of this and i'm like well what about <laughs> karma and they'll say well you know they'll they'll get it back as as if they're not making a claim that has to be defended with exactly. rational justification like it's just obvious that there is this thing called karma and the universe has the values that you have and is going to like impose it on people that do things you don't like. Very weird. But uh, they say karma and then they also say eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. And regardless of these specific or more specific instantiations or enactments of justice, they seem to have something in common. And the thing they have in common is proportion, is evenness. Is maybe even fairness? Some might say.
1: Yeah, balance, all those things.
0: Equality.
1: Yeah, which, it's strange. So maybe justice is this. What what these people are implying is that justice is about, you know, a fair share. Everybody having their fair share, or everybody. Which
0: is basically what Polymarchis said, right? Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. True. True. Uh, but how is that just? Though? Because again. Uh, not to go uh neo capitalism here but mm-hmm. if i work more right right if i if i uh if i get more if i i don't know if i'm putting more effort into something isn't it just that i get more
0: right so you have this this um argument about whether justice equals absolute egalitarianism Mm-hmm. And some people will say yes, but some people will say no precisely because of what you're talking about. Because if I do more work or I do more things, that should correlate in me getting more than the person who does less. Even think of grades. Like yeah. imagine everyone got the same grade even though they did different amounts of work.
1: Well, oh, they're understanding this now with this P grade.
0: <laughs> oh, no, don't even. You <laughs> don't no. get a P. No,
1: no, no. Let's that's, uh, that's not talk about that. But I, I think it's... It's interesting because and I always think about this any anytime I hear discussions about and I partake in discussions regarding for example uh, things like minimum wage or even better uh, when we talk about the rampant inequality that mm. exists in in our society and for some people it is uh, and i I love the the the, the how can we say certainty that this certain people have, right? That hmm. some people have and you have the ones that's like, well obviously if I did more, I don't care if somebody has nothing, right? I mm. I I want what I deserve again. And Deserving-ness. then you have the other side. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have the other side that says things like, Well no, uh doesn't matter, we need to have we need to redistribute this thing no matter what, because everyone is part of this society. Everyone is partaking to this one way or another so we need to split it almost evenly
0: yeah i remember um in one of my ethics classes was it last year maybe uh we were we were talking so so jerry cohen has this book called why not socialism and then uh jason brennan has this response called why not capitalism and so it's like nice to teach as a pair cuz you get yeah. you know everything going on and we were talking about payment and people were saying oh yeah everyone should get paid the same and i'm like mm, do you really think that, do you think that someone working at McDonald's should get the same amount of money as a doctor, like a surgeon? And some of them were like, okay, I get it. Some of them were, no, they were holding out. They're like, no, yeah, why should they get paid differently? And I'm like, do you really believe that? Because um, it's one thing if you do and you provide an argument, but it's another thing to just say that. And by the way, on a side note, I hear birds. Oh, you did? So this is yeah, in the background, so we're, we're <laughs> returning to birds inadvertently. Not, not added artificial bird sounds, as some people might have thought, and did say to me. I was very surprised to hear that.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's an interesting claim, right? The one that says that you know, everyone needs to be paid the same regardless. Uh, not only an interesting claim, but I, also, I will also contend that it is a difficult one to keep, The fact that Mm. no matter what you do, no matter what your contribution to society is, uh, you should be on an equal footing. But I wonder if this, the way, again, I don't necessarily think this, but I wonder if the fact that both me and you are thinking, like, "Eh, no, there should be a difference there, is because we're being lucky enough to be on the right side of Mm. this justice thing. What if this is like the corrupted part of justice and real justice was this? Uh, Are there any... I I think what I'm asking is, are there any arguments, uh, real arguments that say that justice is absolute egalitarianism?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is basically the distinction between um, equal opportunity versus equal outcome.
1: Well, equal opportunity is the just... Way of doing it, equal outcome is unjust. Why is it unjust
0: though? Well, so I think what people will say is that equality of outcome is like the classical liberal notion of justice. I'm sorry, uh, equality of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said that, is the classical liberal version. But equality of outcome is certainly not classical liberalism. Uh, that's more of some kind of, uh, I think Cohen calls it, is it maybe like socialist equality has to do when you start leveling the outcomes and you talk about that idea and Mm -hmm. i always think of um the rush song the trees Mm. where it talks about the different types of trees getting different it's so weird to say it out loud like this, (laughs) getting different types of light or whatever and at the end the last line is something like so they passed a noble law and now the trees are all kept equal with hatchet axe and saw right Mm -hmm. so there's this idea that uh Radical egalitarian, egalitarian, egalitarianism will result in perhaps some kind of leveling. Some people think the leveling is just. Some people do not.
1: Yes. And uh, I think it's, it's hard to claim that absolute egalitarianism is just because then we completely will disregard, again, the effort put in by people and uh, mm. the, the contribution that people will put in. Um, but I think that it is reasonable to believe that there is some aspect of justice when it comes to a certain level of egalitarianism mm. um, so I wonder if there are certain things that need to be equal so to speak mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about uh, necessarily you know all getting paid the same way but maybe all of us have truly the uh, the ability to have access to certain services there are or to certain things that are Uh, necessary let's say
0: so that's to me that sounds like an update of equality of uh, opportunity opportunity, right so there's like opportunity understood in the traditional sense and there's the outcome and I think the thing you're saying is on the opportunity side but creating more Opportunity than is there in the traditional notion, right?
1: So the baseline for the opportunity is a little bit larger, so to speak.
0: Sure, it's not a purely negative freedom based.
1: And I'm I'm thinking of specific things, like so there is this this claim some in some nations right now. Uh, in, I think in Italy they're discussing this right now, and there's this idea that maybe we need some sort of universal income.
0: Mm, right, the UBI. Yes. And Andrew Yang talked about that, and yes. and Hayek talked about a lot of people talked about that.
1: That's this universal income that we need um, so that the basic needs of people in a society, and of course that varies from place to place, but in a society like the United States, so to speak, if you were a citizen in the United States, you should be allowed to, and I'm not saying that I agree with this, but I'm saying this is one of the ideas, uh, you should be allowed to have a minimum universal income that will guarantee that you're able to eat, that you're able to use transportation or whatever it is up to a certain point. That, you have, that, you have, that gives you your basic needs met so that you can enter into the realm of the equal opportunities. This mm-hmm. is, I think that those things are even pre-equal opportunities, so to speak.
0: Mm, okay.
1: And I wonder if we can add to this, you know, considering the situation in which we are right now, access to healthcare, uh, for example, or at least I to, wonder. to some specific let's call it emergency healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, you shouldn't be provided with some, it's not just to provide you with uh, access to the dermatologist Mm -hmm. or to to the eye doctor to get glasses for free, but maybe we should provide free access for you when it comes to a pandemic. And, you know, if you are going to die and those services should be for you provided like, catastrophic catastrophic, medicine should be free, really free.
0: This, this sounds like the conversation we were having in club just a few hours ago, right, where mm-hmm. they were talking about negative versus po- positive obligations, and I think the playing with notions of equality and access and justice right now are just that, right, because mm-hmm. it's like, does justice mean having this equality of opportunity in a negative sense where there's just no impositions right there's no things restricting you from acting legally Mm -hmm. or does justice mean there are certain positive things granted to you that put you at a better starting point i think this is basically the Mm -hmm. the thing happening right now right
1: yeah yeah i think so too and i wonder um if maybe the set, the complete set of all those things that we believe, uh, are necessary for us to keep our humanity, so to speak, keep alive mm-hmm. and being living like human beings. Uh, isn't it that? Isn't what justice is? And I day. and I wonder
0: if this ultimately will turn into a, a conversation of Rawls versus Nozick.
1: That's very possible.
0: Which is maybe some stuff we can cover in a, a future episode, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's. So, but do you think it's reasonable to believe that, to believe that eventually we can, and again, probably we should talk about this later because it's a bigger, it's a bigger conversation. But I wonder if we can have this general understanding of what justice is as the set of the minimal, um, again, let's call them rights for a moment, Mm. that are needed for a person to live like a human being and not like a beast,
0: I don't know. I think we have to first have a conversation about rights. and Maybe we could do this next.
1: Yeah, sounds All right. good. Sounds good. Perfect. All right. We'll see you around. See you around. Bye.